hope everyone had a great uh, Valentine's uh, week. Um, I know we did at our household, just celebrating the ones we loved and um, spending time with each other. So uh, again, I hope you were able to do that uh, with the madness of, of winter sports wrapping up and uh, spring sports starting uh, wherever in your, your neck of the woods. But um, you know, I hope you were able to have time and find time for uh, friends and family. Uh, during this this holiday season. So today uh, we got a great uh, topic and one that we really haven't touched on uh, in the past two seasons. Uh, so we are talking about minorities and diversity in a sports setting. Um, again, we, we talk about uh, the different cultures uh, within the, diff the different types of sports. Um, and then at the end, we even talk about uh, the, the role of the female sports um, in sports now. So a lot packed in this episode, a lot of great information, a lot of great stuff, uh, great ideas. Um, we hope you're able to get better uh, from this episode. Uh, but before we dive in, here's a word from our sponsors. Bring your school's legacy to life with the Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. Our interactive display highlights your greatest moments and top performers, both past and present across athletics, academics, and the arts. But it's also so much more. With our one-of-a-kind content program, we help you every step of the way so you can tell more compelling stories that will engage your whole community. BoxOut gives you the ability to create graphics at the speed of sports to highlight your athletic department, teams, and student-athletes in seconds. Used and trusted by Notre Dame, Ohio State, UConn, Marquette, Georgetown, and many more of the top college brands in the country. If you want your school's brand to stand out through all the clutter, Start your free demo at boxoutsports.com. This is Game Time. Neptune Game Time creates a high-energy game day atmosphere that your players and fans will love. Every song in our database is 100% lyric safe, which means you can stop screening music for good. Game Time also provides custom messaging to help you promote your upcoming events, concessions, and event-specific announcements. And it gives you the opportunity to sell sponsorships on your station that will generate revenue for your athletic department. Amp up your game day with Game Time. All right, I can say welcome back uh, today. Uh, we're coming all the way from Ohio. Uh, so today we have Preston Newell who is a registered athletic administrator um, and he is the athletic director for middle school at Trotwood Madison uh, city school district uh, there in Dayton, Ohio. So Preston, thanks for being on with us today. Uh, thank you, Thomas. Thank you for um, inviting me as well. Yeah. I look forward to it um, again, before, before we really get into the, the topic uh, you know, what do you do as, um, as an AD that's, kind of relaxes you that's not athletic director duty right athletic directors can you know this this can take you know over their lives if we let it to but kind of what is what is the hobby that you do just to let our listeners know a little bit more about who you are um and that way you know maybe maybe it's something they could pick up too so what do you do that kind of relaxes you so i'll kind of say um going to the gym like you got to keep your um health in in order like me being a former college athlete, I'm still kind of attached to being healthy, doing running and stuff like that. And then also being young, I play the game a lot. Like as soon as I get home, if I got nothing to do, I just play the game. Um, I said me and my homeboys are um, probably going to get on the game later tonight 
and just kind of just relax, talk to each other, and just have fun because we all live so far away, and that's the only way we can really connect. So I'll say those two things are my probably my um, best way to relax after a long day of athletics. And so if, if 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 it's one you can mention, what what's the game of choice right now? Um, I'll probably say um Apex Legends. Like that's been my game since it came out. Um, I'm not good at Fortnite, even though they put the no building in there. I'm not good at it. Um, Apex, my, I'm just good at it. Um, play all the time with my friends. For some reason, I won't play rank. God, I think that's too much pressure on me. So I just get in a casual lobby and just play off of that. Yeah, there you go. Well, I'm a Mario guy myself. You you, you put me in a Mario Kart, and then then, then we got a game. Um, hey, there it is. Look at there. Uh, so. Uh, that, that, that's the, the, the going, uh, competition within the family is, is the, the Mario Kart, uh, champion. And so, so far that I haven't, I haven't lost that title in years. So, uh, oh, man, I, I, I challenge time. anybody, any, anybody that wants it. All right. So, uh, you know, any, anything else, um, like I said, I'm, I'm really into fitness as well. Um, you know, again, I think the, you know, I think we've talked about it. I mean, you've probably heard it on other podcasts as well, right? If you don't take care of yourself, um, you know, how are you going to take care of your students and your athletes and, and things like that? So, um, and I'll also like add on top of that, um, like recent years, I kind of like dug deep into like the mental health of, of athletes. Um, we, we put athletes in, under so much pressure, like oh, you didn't get a touchdown here or you, you missed a play here where like they still a human at the end of the day once you take sports away they just a human being um and then i think it even got 10 times worse because of sports betting like sports betting is legal here now um like i do sports bets but i never like go out and like cuss out a player or something because they didn't get 10 10 rebounds or something like yeah i lost money but who cares like I shouldn't have made the bet in the first spot in the, in the first place. Yeah, and obviously the the emerging of uh, esports and things like that too could always you know uh, play a game. I I don't know where y'all are in uh, Ohio with that, but you know I think there's there's a handful of schools that that do the esports here in South Carolina. It's not sanctioned. Um, I believe some other states are. It's either sanctioned or it's it's getting to be sanctioned. Yeah, um, Cincinnati Public has it. I know they have a nice little um, tournament at the end of the year for the kids. Yeah, so again, that's just another another revenue uh, or another way that that kids can get involved, and you know, all, all for all for that. So uh, we're going to dive into the the meat of things. Um, I just checked my mic, and it, it was wide open. So hopefully, the first part of that wasn't too bad when we're listening to it. But we'll we'll see once we get to the the, the editing part. Um, so we're going to take a quick ad break, and then we'll get into uh, the topic of discussion for today. Uh, we'd okay. like to thank uh, we like to thank our our title sponsor, uh, Vital Signs uh, Wall of Fame. Um, again, they do a lot for uh, different associations, different uh, podcasts, different um, states, and supporting them and partnering with them. So uh, please check out uh, Vital Signs Wall of Fame uh, to help uh, tell your story. Um, through their uh, amazing uh, touchscreen uh, that they have. All right, Preston. So today's topic is uh, minorities, right? 
I uh, don't really know what the the, the, the title is going to be yet, uh, but you know it, it it'll be something obviously to do, do with minorities in sports, um, mm -hmm. whether it's a player, whether it's a coach, whatever you know, whatever kind of we, where we want to go with it today. Um, but I guess just you know tell people a little bit kind of your situation and and why you know and kind of start the discussion on why this is a a topic that that meets home to you. So. Um... Like Thomas said earlier, like I work at Tribal Madison City Schools. It's located on the west side of Dayton, Ohio. And we have, is that we are urban school district. And with that, we have a lot of black athletes, um, a lot of minority students and everything that come through our, our school district. And we have one, one of the greatest pools that I have seen in my short time of being an athletic director. And we only have four swimmers. Like, so it kind of irks me and um, seeing other other schools around us come use our pool and we have no athletes, like, at all. Like, they got, like, bus loads of teens while we only got, like, four to five athletes. And then with me working at the middle school, I have none. Like, I have one kid sign up and he quit after, like, two weeks of practice because he wanted to go play basketball. And that kind of leads me to the whole issue that I have. Like, as minorities, we don't have to limit ourselves just to basketball, football. Everyone everyone wants to come out and play those two popular sports. One, because they're popular. And two, they feel like they need to play that sport. Everyone feels like that's the way out of whatever situation that they're in. Um, I don't know why. I kind of think it's like just a stigma that we have in America, like, oh, black athletes or black people or so-and-so is good at this one sport. So they should play that one sport and leave the other sports to like other minorities or other cultures or um, other people. So I know I, I coach track, right? And I remember my, I think my first year where I was like student teaching that or interning that I had a student who was like we got we got done with a race and she lost to a white athlete and she's like I should have beat her I should have beat her I was like why she's like well I'm black and I was like you shouldn't have that mindset we are in 2020 right now anything can happen like she made it work harder than you she made a she like she just outworked you and everything so I'm trying to break that stigma with my kids like hey Play other sports because you never know. You might be good at swimming. You might be a good wrestler. You might be good at golf. Like, I really just break down everything to the kids because I don't want them to have that stigma. I have to play basketball. I have to play football. Um, And then going to the high school level, all these HBCUs and all these other colleges give out a lot of money for those type of sports. Like, I know an athlete that went to FAMU, she plays golf, got a full ride. I'm not saying she was the best athlete, but she fit the the requirements. But she was mm -hmm. a black athlete that played golf. It's not too much. You're going to stand out regardless. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to stand out. So I'll be trying to push, like, athletes, like, hey, go, go try this and everything. And it kind of helps seeing like a rise in like minorities um and 
and quote unquote white sports like you got Coco playing golf right now. Mm-hmm. You got Tiger Woods, not golf tennis. I'm excuse me, mm-hmm. Tiger Woods playing um golf stuff like that. Like you got people like we got minority representation in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I don't know if it is kind of where where you are, um, but do you see a difference in the I, I, quote unquote rec sports versus the travel sports or the 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 typical travel sports? Now I know basketball, you know, over the years has become a travel sport with AAU and and things like that. Um, but you know, like like you're talking about your your typical as you would think non travel sport, uh. Uh, sports would be your football um now again 707s here but you know normally typically uh you know you've got you know the football the track uh again maybe basketball it starts it starts at, at the Ys and the wrecks and things like that versus those sports where you're traveling all the time right that's your your yeah. baseballs your soccers your golfs your swimmings your 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 tennises um is, is do you kind of see that that that's maybe the, the the struggle yeah um i will say that like so i have a couple athletes where you can tell the what side of um defense they are and like they got a two-parent household more income versus a one-parent household where they might not be able to do as much as the, the other person quote unquote but um like I'll I'll work with those athletes. Like I have made a donation here and there. Like hey, like your daughter or son is really good at this sport, and I would really like to see them succeed outside of our school, our school team. Like hey, here go play volleyball, or I'll I'll go out and look for like a free organization that that doesn't uh, require a student to, a student or a parent to pay a participation fee or something like that. Um, just because I want them to get that exposure of that sport. Um, but I do say it it can limit someone. Like, I'm 26, but if you tell me to pay $500 for a travel team, I won't pull back on it. Like, $500 is a lot. Like, And that's sometimes just, like, the starting price where I've seen, like, schools, not schools, organizations ask more, ask more for that. So, like, I can understand why some people don't do it. It's also kind of where your family stands at um, based off of income. Like, is this really worth investing in? So, like, if they if they trying to invest a kid into, like, a sport that they, really, they barely know, they're not going to do it as much versus basketball where they might, all right, my son might be the next LeBron James. And they'd be more willing to put money into that versus a sport they don't know anything about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I was saying, the, the reason I kind of ask is kind of where middle school is today. I mean, it's it's the it's the the high school of ten years ago, right? Um, mm-hmm. Where where it it is a lot. More, you know, well, there there are some depending on the where you're at, but middle school in general, I feel um, athletics is is more competitive than it was ten years ago. Yeah. Um, and I think that the reason in being is because, like you said, is a lot of uh, people get started earlier, um, whether it's just in the rec, whether it's travel, whether it's wherever. Right. They're, they're starting to to play more competitive games 
more yeah. more just more games, right? Um, and you know, in elementary school, so by the time they get to the middle school, uh, the competitive balance is is kind of you know swayed a little bit. Yeah, you um, got you got people saying I'm going to transfer middle schools for basketball. Where I come from, when you go to uh, elementary, you just kind of just keep on going up unless you move or unless like your parents make that decision like, hey, I want you to go to this school for better education. Like I'm hearing more parents say, we're going here for basketball instead of education. So, but yeah, you can continue. My bad to cut you off. No, I mean, that's, that's I mean, it's, that's a great point. I mean, it's, it's, you know, if, especially if they feel like maybe, you know, not just for athletics, but, you know, that program is going to promote their student uh, or their, their son or daughter a little more, or they're going to love them a little more or whatever, you, you know, whatever the, the, the scenario is. Um, but like I said, I was actually, I just was talking to a, a mom of, of ours uh, this morning about, you know, I, the reason I love middle school of, athletics is because that it, it is a place where kids can try new sports um again depending on where you are like we we're talking about with the competitive balance again it, it can it can be very um intimidating um because you know you may have um it, like say let's say they do want to try volleyball right if if the coach keeps 12 the 14 players maybe that this this girl's just a phenomenal athlete and she makes it just because she's an athlete Right. Um, but those other eight or nine girls really know what they're doing um, because they've been brought up, maybe traveling, maybe with a volleyball family or, or whatever. Um, and like you said, it could become very um, intimidating for a, a, a for a student that is trying a new sport for the first time. If they walk into a situation where the majority of the team is by far uh, more advanced than they are. Yeah, so uh, that you just reminded me of one of my athletes. So I have an athlete where she comes from a good, like a good family and everything, and they had the resources to provide for her daughter to, for their daughter to be good at volleyball. And then student B, she's a she's just an athlete. But she don't have the resources, and that was the athlete that was really trying to help out, come out, get out of her shell. Like, hey, like, if you had these same resources as student A, you might be even better, or even getting a scholarship one day. Mm. And like, that's why I'm kind of like seeing while where I work at is what can I bring to the table for these middle school athletes so they don't get discouraged of playing a sport because oh uh, they feel like they need to have this much money to do the sport. Where sports is is a gateway just to do stuff, do activities, learn yourself. You might like this sport because you just you excel at it. Like I have a kid that's like six four. I she loves um volleyball more than basketball, but she's kind of being pushed to play basketball because of her size. Mm -hmm. And like when I talked to her, she she loves volleyball. Like it's like her favorite sport because she's just not limited to being a post player, like go down there, get a rebound and pass it out. Where she gets to like really do all the spikes and do all the other stuff on the, on the volleyball court. Yeah. And, and, you know, again, if you find a six, four girl 
right? Yeah. I think I think every every coach is pulling her, right? So, yeah. um, you know, because I, I have one like that too. I'm like, look, she was a hundred percent volleyball, and again, she was a minority a student, but hundred percent or hundred percent basketball. And I was coaching volleyball at the time, and I'm like, look, I need you to come play volleyball. And she's like, I don't know anything about volleyball. I'm like, I don't need you to. I just need you to stand there and be a tree. Yeah. Right? I mean, you understand the concept of blocking, right? Because of basketball, that's pretty much what I need you to do just with a net in between you. Right. So, yeah. it, you know, so she, she came out and it was, again, she didn't have a, a clue. And I, you know, I would tell my setter, don't ever set her, right. Unless she can just kind of tap it over. Right. Yeah. But don't, you know, don't, don't ever, if she, if she's, you know, somewhere and not in a good position, don't set her. Cause it, you know, it ain't gonna look pretty. Um, but, but again, she had fun. She enjoyed it right? Basketball was still her love, right? Once she got to high school, she focused on basketball, but, you know, she, she came up after middle school and it's like, and her, even her parents were like, you know, just thank you for uh, pushing her to play for these two years, her seventh and eighth grade year, because she enjoyed it, right? She got to, to hang around uh, different girls that she probably would have never hung around, right? She got to experience a sport that she uh, would have probably never played before, um, just like you said, because of that stigmatism, if you, if you want to say, yeah. um, and, you know, but she, again, she fell in love with it Again, it's not her sport. Right. So, I mean, she went back to the main one, but she at least has the, the, the love for a different sport. And now she has a, a new group of friends, if you want to say, uh, because yeah. now she got in with the, the volleyball girls. Yeah. And that's, um, wild. That's why I kind of like pushed for kids to try new sports. Like, Hey, you might just. Um, like basketball, you kind of know who's the basketball players just kind of looking around in, in the school district. I mean, in the school, but like you can also meet new people just through sports. That's why I kind of like being an athletic director. Like you get to go to sporting events and kind of see how people interact with each other when it comes to sports, where you might have a librarian that's like the nicest lady at work, but watching her favorite team it's a whole different side of her. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like you meeting new people, like these kids get to meet like new people and you can see how they interact with each other. Like where um, kid A might not interact with kid B because they had nothing in common. Now they're doing wrestling together, for example. Now they're the best of friends. Mm-hmm. Like it's a great connection. Yeah, and then, I mean, and then maybe that, helps bring others along right um because now the the friends of the friends want to do something and 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 participate and maybe that lets them try another sport um and you know in in the spring or whatever if if maybe the the high school doesn't let middle schoolers run track um again for whatever reason like the state they 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 could go do a softball or they could go do soccer or they could do something else um, yeah. for those for those couple of years before they could get you know to the high school where um they allow those those different things so you know that that's definitely the, the, the case i know you know we were you know kind of hit on more of the basketball football but you know even if you spin it around you know the you know i know definitely down in here and it's probably the same way across the nation uh, especially you know male soccer right i'm i'm a soccer guy and yeah. when when i walked into a soccer team i was the minority Right. Because it, it's all it's all the, the Hispanic cultures. Right. Especially when you go to college. Right. I mean, it, there was there was 20 guys on the soccer team and two of us were American. And I went to a D2 school. And so, you know, it's 
um you know you you definitely it depending on the situation depends on you know who who feels that way right um you know who, who feels like the um the person that doesn't belong if you want to say um so you know how, how do we get over that um you know depending on again it, it doesn't matter the race it doesn't matter anything like that but whenever somebody a kid is stuck in that that quote-unquote minority position um you know how do we help these these students uh, because again in, in middle school their hormones are going all over the place right so yeah. how how do we help these students uh accept um or help help them get accepted or or help them get over that fear of being uh a minority um I, so what i have done to answer your question what i have done is kind of just show articles show videos of just like people that look like them at the higher level um i know i have a student athlete she's um she says hispanic and she was like oh like i don't think hispanics really play, play softball and i put up coaches uh coaches at the college level coaches at the pro level um athletes at the pro level and just showing her like look there's uh there's a group of people that play this sport it might not be as much as this group of people but there's a group and it's a growing group like i saw the different organizations different um stuff that was going on around the country i was like do you even know that you're um that so-and-so has a national team like she comes from spain so i was like there's a national team for this like and it's starting to open up more because now you get to see um like with the Olympics adding softball and baseball, like you're starting to see more like inclusion, more like people that look like you playing the sport at a high level. So I can that's what I kind of do to like help the minority athletes kind of just see everything as a whole. Like, yeah, you might like here you might feel this type of way. But you're a part of a bigger picture if you stay with it. Yeah, well, you know, speaking of the Olympics, I'm excited that flag football's coming. So uh, yeah, uh, I, I, yeah I, I, I'm ready. I'm ready to see what that looks like at the 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 global level. Um, that that's definitely going to be interesting to to watch, especially with um with the upcoming of flag football in in the USA, right? Yeah. Um, whether it be male or female, it doesn't really matter. Um, it's just it's it's becoming more popular um of a of a sport. Um, I know the push in schools, a lot of it is is for the female side of it. Um, but I know, you know, some have, have tried to to push the the the, the males too. So uh, that's definitely gonna be interesting to see to see how that how they incorporate the the flag football into the into the Olympics. But yeah, definitely, definitely looking forward to that. And that's what too i mean to, to your point you know when when, the, when these kids have that those questions and those frustrations and those hesitations you know i think that's a great example is well, how, how do you think the olympics works right i mean it's it's not the u.s going against the u.s all the time or it's, or it's not the u.s going against england all the time right yeah. it's 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 you know the u.s going against um nigeria it's nigeria going against australia and australia versus japan i mean it's all these different cultures have to have a team right so which means your culture whichever culture you are right plays the sport right again it, it might not be 
uh, like you said, the, the most popular sport within that culture, but there's still people that uh, look like you, sound like you, whatever, that play this sport. And, you know, like you said, just do a little research and um, maybe maybe that can that can help them get over their their hesitation. Mm -hmm. So uh, that 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 that's all good. So uh, any, any anything else, um, maybe, you know, that that kind of comes to mind that uh, you want to kind of speak on before we before we move on to the next uh, next part and, and wrap this thing up? Um, no, I can't think of anything right now. I know. Uh, also, I see a push in um, women doing male sports. Like, so I have a student. She's a sixth grader. She plays football. It is what it is, and she's just as tough as the boys. Like, maybe even be tougher. And like, I'm starting to see like girls at the school I work at wanting to do boy sports. Like I got like besides her, I got like two more students in her grade that want to play football next year. They're like, oh, can I play football next year? And I was like, nothing's really stopping you from playing. Mm -hmm. um, well, that's what they they always say. They say football is a a male sport. Uh, I can't play it. I'm like, well, I, technically you can, right? Because we don't offer it for the females. Other than again, I, you know, depending on your if your state has flag football, that may be where you can't go over i don't know yeah. but you know right now south carolina doesn't have flag football so if a female really wanted to play flag or football then they could play football um yeah. and but they they they're they're like you said that there's a lot of hesitation because one maybe the coach just outright and comes out and says you can't play because this is a, a guy sport which is wrong right yeah, um and i mean i i think that you know the, the females get the same opportunity to try out just like everybody else. Now, if they're not big enough, fast enough, strong enough, then, then yes, cut them because their, their skill is, is yeah. not where it needs to be. Not just because, you know, in that sport, they are the minority. Right. Um, and because like I said, I've, I've known a couple of, of, of girls that have excelled in, in, in male sports. Um, we, again, we had a, a girl that was a running back for our uh, middle school team. And she destroyed those boys. I mean, you, nobody could stop her. You wouldn't, I mean, if it wasn't for, you know, the ponytail coming out the back, you would have never known she was a female. Yeah. Um, and and, I, had, and uh, I had a student athlete, a, a teammate of mine back in high school. It was a, it was a woman, a, a female, um, great athlete, like could kick the ball. Like no one, unless she was our kicker. But like you just said, you couldn't tell what her ponytail you thought it was a guy out there kicking the ball. Yeah, uh, and then I, I had a soccer girl that uh, you know one year we didn't. Uh, she's phenomenal soccer player. We had a soccer girl soccer team. The next year we didn't have one, and she so she was able to play with the boys. Well, she was probably the the third best player on the team, mm -hmm. and and this was and because she was just she was she was good. I mean, it was well. I mean, she's she's playing at college now and. And, um, it, it, you know, the, the other teams feared her. I mean, it was one of those is like, oh, we're playing that, that, that girl's good. She's going to destroy us. And, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I've seen it, I've seen it happen. Obviously a couple of years ago in the, the minor league world series, that, that girl that was pitching, um, again, I don't remember her name or what country she was from, but I do remember, again, she was a, a female minority that yeah. was 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 a pitcher for the boys team not not softball she was pitching at baseball um 
And, you know, so, yeah, finding stories like that and being able to show these kids um, and sometimes showing the coaches, right? And, and a lot of it is, is is getting those coaches on board too. It's like, hey, you know, we don't have a female sport in this sport. Let, you know, let this, the girl has the right to try out. Now, again, yes. skillfully, if she doesn't make it, she doesn't make it. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, you, you can't deny her that opportunity if it if within the state rules allow it if you don't offer that that sport for females yeah i agree no i agree with that because nowadays um i think like like i said i'm 26 so i'm kind of seeing like the older coaches starting to retire because they can't keep up with the changing times um just like you said um i kind of see that like starting to be a factor too like oh women have to play this sport because that's what they should play but no they might be really good at being a quarterback or something or trying this sport and we shouldn't just limit them to to that sport because of their gender like we got uh, men volleyball now Mm -hmm. and like back in the day it was just women playing volleyball now we got men so we can't have um double standards like oh men can play volleyball because so and so and but we can't have women play football because it's so and so yeah so like and i mean and, and it's like i mean and it's one of those is you give them the opportunity and you you watch them excel um but you know we we have female wrestling now that sanctioned in south carolina a couple of years ago it wasn't so the females had the race against our uh, wrestle against the males mm-hmm. and um, there was a there was a female that was a state champ, right? Not a female state champ. She was the wrestling state champ. That means she made her way all the way through regions, all the way through qualifiers, and all the way to the state competition, and beat everybody, beat males of her of her weight class. I think she was like one twenty five, one thirty five, or whatever. Um, and so, I mean, she was the male state champ, but she was a female, um, and. You know, just showing, you know, the, the girls like, yes, you can do it and not limiting them. Again, luckily she had a great coach that that you know helped her get over things and push it and, and things like that. Um, but yeah, you you let those females or any any, you know, not just females, but any minority, depending on you know the situation, you let them get in and just just watch them excel um once they once they really fall in love with that sport. Yeah, and then to add on to that, like I went to a D two school. Uh, I went to Tiffin University in Tiffin, Ohio, and I want to say my junior year, they added women's wrestling. Like it, like it opened up my eyes because I didn't think, like, I, like back in high school, I saw girls wrestle here and there, and like you said, they had to wrestle men, but like just for them to wrestle other uh, females across the country was like just kind of like. It opened up my eyes. I was like, "Oh, it's just like emerging as a sport now." You see it almost everywhere. Like while I, like I'm scheduling um, uh, matches and stuff like that, a lot of schools be like, "Hey, do you have a woman's team?" Like we may have one or two um, females on our team. Will you be interested in um, doing like a duel or something if you got girls on your team? And like now you see it all over the place. Like I know University of Iowa has a women's team. Um, my my um college has a women's team. And you're starting to see it as a growing sport. Um 
all across the board now. But it doesn't get there if those girls don't play with the boys. Yeah. Right. And, and not just wrestling. It. I mean, you know, any any sport. Right. We don't get to flag football for females if there wasn't girls that were playing football. Right. Um, right. And so it is someone's got to take the stands or like, you know, going all the way back to your first ones. You don't get Coco's or Tiger Woods unless they play tennis or unless they play golf or unless they do these different things. Um, you know, you don't get those role models. Um, and unless you know somebody was able to take um, you know, take them under their wings and and help them get through, uh, get get through those situations that um, excel them to where they are. So, uh, you know, it's always got to start with somewhere. Like the different world's definitely changing, um, and I think for the better with with some things. And um, and I definitely love the you know the um, the more sports that are coming out. Um, like I said, we just sanctioned boys volleyball. You you made that. A, that example. And I'm like, man, if, if, if they would have had volleyball for guys, when I was in high school, I would have played it. Right. Yeah. I mean, and I'm like, cause I love the sport, but again, that was a, at the time that was a girl sport. You didn't play volleyball. Right. Yeah. And so now it's, it's, it's just, I think it's, it's opening it up, you know, hopefully, um, you know, for the future, for, for everybody to be able to do the same sport in some capacity. Um, so, which I which I think is hopefully you know good, hopefully for the the culture, the sports world, and and things like that. So, um, but we're gonna we're gonna move on to the 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 last section. Uh, we do want to thank Vital Signs again one more time uh, for being our title sponsor. Uh, please check them out um, at at Vital Signs Wall of Fame. Uh, so, President, so what are you doing again? I, I'm big on uh, professional development. I'm big on. What 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 can I do to get better? Um, so what are you doing? I, I know we, we were joking about the you've got the the pullover from the the NADC, so I know you went there. Um, so but what what are you doing uh, to get better as um, an AD? Um, I would just say, like you just said, professional development. Um, really sit down and talk to like the admin at your school but hey i really need to go to this professional um, development because you do learn a lot there like you get to meet other people from all across the states like i met a woman from alaska met a man from hawaii and just seeing how they do into um uh, high school sports and just seeing like different mindsets networking because you never know who may be watching you um, and just having conversations with people. I met a young man from um, Cleveland, Ohio, even though we in the same state, we are three hours apart and seeing how he do, uh, he does um, high school athletics at a charter school versus how I do um, school, uh, how I do um, sports and kind of seeing how we can, we compare and contrast doing stuff where he might um, only have to deal with, like he only has to deal with um, volleyball and soccer as his, and cross country as his fall sports, where I got to deal with football, soccer, volleyball, cross country as my primary sports. And um, just making sure you read, like, whatever your, um, state guidelines are like i read like the ultra guidelines once in a while like just to keep my my brain refreshed on what's going on what new rules are coming in 
or what might be coming out because you never know. You don't want to be stuck in the old times in a new world. So. Yeah, so and when when this episode comes out, it's going to be sometime in, in in February. So all the state conferences are going to really start uh, ramping up. Um, I know some, a little bit are in February, but most are March and April. Um, so make make sure you you get to your state conference. Um, I know a lot of states are starting to do more stuff for middle school, where like you said, like you know, we can say middle school is the minority, right? Um, yeah. You know, in the past, where it's main, it's been mainly focused on high school. I know a lot of of, of states, and even the, the national, the NIAAA, is really starting to do a big push for middle school athletic directors. So, um, definitely get try to get to your your state conference. Um, and like I said, probably March or April. There there's some that are sprinkled out all throughout the rest of the time, but um, that's another great opportunity um, to, to to network. Uh, just like you said, I, I, you know, I started as a middle school. I went up to high school. I came back to middle school and a lot of the, the things that I've, I've been able to accomplish at the state level, national level was because I walked up and shook someone's hand. Right. Or I sat at the table, I sat at their table during an LTI and, and, and got the, got their number. Um, and was able to bounce stuff off of, so definitely get out and network, um, you won't you won't regret it uh, when it when it comes time to to need in something. Uh, so, uh, Preston, if if anyone wants to reach out, uh, kind of if you want to kind of tell people what the best way to reach out to you, uh, I'll also when I when I post this uh, this episode, we'll also tag you on on uh, Twitter and um, LinkedIn and and all the different spots. But uh, what's the best way that people can reach you? Um, I'll say the best way would be um, LinkedIn, of course. Um, I'm always taking um, connections and how like you kind of just uh, messaged me and we just started talking. This is our first time actually having a conversation and I enjoyed it. So now I can say, hey, I know someone in South Carolina. Um, I'll say Twitter. Um, I'm not big on Twitter, but... I'm always on there because you never. I'm I'm just constantly reading news on there. I really don't tweet as much anymore, uh, so I'll say Twitter and I'll give you all my um my socials so people can feel free to reach out to me and have a conversation. I might be on another podcast in a couple of weeks or a couple of months. Never know. That's right. Hey, hey, w w once you're on one, especially the the Vital Signs family. Uh, we we were joking about that at the little get together at, at NADC. Once you're on one, you 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 tend to be on a good bit of them. So, yeah. uh, it's 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 definitely definitely a good time. But I appreciate you. Um, you know, for, for those listening, it's actually after nine o'clock at night. You know, we being middle school ads, right? We we don't get a lot of time during the day to 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 sit down and and have conversations because we're you know a lot of times we're having the teacher or you may be an assistant principal or things like that. So, um, and, you know, I, I luckily. Uh, both of us didn't have a game tonight and uh, we were able to, to, to jump on. So, but press and I, I appreciate it. Um, and, you know, we, we look forward to connecting um, again, you know, in, in the future. And uh, for those listening, I hope you're able to get better today and uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah. Thank you for having me, Thomas. At the wall of fame, our mission is to bring your school's legacy to life. We transform school tributes to make it easier than ever to celebrate your whole community. Showcasing your school's diverse history, proudest moments, and top role models. We understand that the true value of our Wall of Fame is in your content. 
Whether you're starting a new tribute or adding to an existing one, we give you all the resources you need to build an interactive experience and take your content to the next level. For more information about the Wall of Fame and a 5% discount, visit vitalsignswalloffame.com backslash ready. Bye.